Hi, I'm Councillor Holly Cairns and this is Inside the Chamber, my podcast about being a public representative and how decisions are made in local government. In this episode, we snap into election mode and talk about what it's like to be standing against my partner. Hi, Holly. So we we had a plan on on how we were going to schedule our podcast and what we were going to talk about, but uh, it's been a, a bit of a week in news coverage. Yeah, understatement perhaps. So not only was the election called big news a snap election as well so three-week campaign um it turns out that my partner has been added to the ticket as well so in a bizarre turn of events uh, when they were standing against each other and i suppose to a certain extent we did always know it was a possibility and we're members of different parties in the same constituency but popular opinion was that he wouldn't get on the ticket because Fianna Fáil can't meet their gender quotas and they have a sitting female TD here in Cork Southwest, first female to be elected into Cork Southwest. So it was a surprise. It did make the headlines. One thing that really caught the attention of the media is that I said, I feel like I'm in a badly written rom-com and I really do. It's interesting because I know we talked about doing a podcast in the past, um, perhaps The Mayor's Girlfriend, because working with someone in politics that you're in a relationship with there's lots to talk about. Um, there's lots of stuff that I've experienced that is surprising and sometimes a bit insulting. You know, especially since the news is broke, I've often been in the media reduced to his girlfriend in comments like quote unquote. And they might admit mentioning that I'm also an elected representative in exactly the same role as him. That sort of thing. And I know sometimes people are like, oh, you're just being paranoid. Like they could have written it either way around. Mm his girlfriend her boyfriend but it's never her boyfriend for one and an example of a time where I remember thinking oh my god you are being paranoid was there was an event in West Cork and all the councillors from the area invited I just had a feeling that my place name would say guest of the county mayor instead of councillor Holly Cairns followed it up and I was right Mm. they had put guest of the county mayor at my place so I'm not being paranoid (laughs) you know there is a huge difference in the way that we're treated he's never been mistaken for my plus one at something and I certainly have been mistaken for his there's so many stories I could go into and I suppose it's not just about being you know quote unquote the mayor's girlfriend it's also about being a woman on Cork County Council Uh, there's 13 elected female members we don't have a single chair of a strategic policy group that's female. I'm the only female party leader in Cork County Council. So it is a boys club. Um, it is a man's world in politics. And I suppose this amount of media attention isn't something that we had prepared for or anticipated. And it rarely puts him down in the same way. So it's a, it's a really, really strange situation. And sometimes... Since the news came out, I hear kind of anecdotally anyway, no one's actually said it to my face, but that people are saying, oh, well, you know, is your one just in Fianna Fáil? It's so infuriating. You know, if I was going to be Fianna Fáil, I would have done that a long time ago. So it would make it much easier for me to get elected. Going out with a small party is much harder. The reason I'm doing it the hard way 
is because of a disillusionment with Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. The kind of voting for the same thing over and over again, expecting something different to happen. I mean, the definition of insanity, I think there's an expression around that. Mm-hmm. But also the voting for two identical parties with a different favourite civil war hero. That is precisely my bugbear with Irish politics, inheriting our vote, voting for our grandparents' future, not our own or our children's. And the presumption then that, oh, well, she's just in Fianna Fáil. You know, come on. Like, no one's saying, well, is he just a social democrat? Mm-hmm. I think it's worth talking about and kind of highlighting the differences. When we went to the full council meeting on the Monday following the news breaking, a colleague, another councillor, told me that I should get used to the housewife role. The list goes on, and I could tell stories all day about the the different treatment, and I suppose it's a unique situation that I can compare our two positions so much and there is a really stark difference for it to have any effect on my campaign I think is really unfair to think that this has some impact on how I will go about my job is not true down to when he was elected to the position of mayor I didn't vote for him because I wouldn't vote for Fianna Fáil I feel strongly about that we've talked about that he absolutely knows where I stand on that and fully acknowledges how much more negativity I get as a result of our relationship because of my gender. Will you tell us a bit more, why are you running for the doll? I want to be a new progressive option for Cork South West. All my life I haven't had an option to vote for that. And there is a whole new swathe of more progressive politics, not just here nationally. We need somebody who represents that. We need an option when we're voting. I think that even five years ago, Things like the environment and social issues perhaps weren't as important to people in West Cork as they are now. And I don't believe that our politics are moving with our times, with our people. And we need that option. Since getting on to Cork County Council, one of the things that I really would love to do in the Dáil has become holding people to account, encouraging transparency and offering it. Uh, what I've realised from us doing this podcast together, from all of the work I'm doing on the council, is that people are so happy to be informed. No one has ever told them how things work on the council and how decisions are made in local government, what does and doesn't work about that process. So when you look at the the history of Ireland, since the foundation of the state, the downfall has often been bad decision-making and no accountability. I think if we address that and if we really stay true to transparency, a lot of that stuff is avoided. Better decision-making, no more mismanagement. It is the absolute biggest problem here. You look at the overspending in the children's hospital, it's always mismanagement. Coming up in the doors, like every time we're canvassing is healthcare at the moment. We have a policy that can address this that was obviously led by our, one of our co-leaders, Roisin Shortall, but now is cross-party support. But that's not being implemented because of the overspending in the children's hospital. And that is absolutely so important to people at the doors. It's just so frustrating that this is still what we're dealing with. And If we want change, we have to vote for it. For one, we're always saying that. But also we need someone to vote for. Previous to having been on the council, I suppose my main motivation for wanting to get into the council and then the doll is the environment. I think there's a general knowledge now that not taking serious action on this is just kicking the can down the road. We're passing the problem on to the next generation. Nobody is okay with that anymore. Nobody will address it and say things that need to be said because that's what politics is like in Ireland. It's always been that way. Politicians say what they think the electorate want to hear so they can get votes. I think Ireland is ready and desperately needs a new style of politics where we vote vote for the next generation, not just the next election. We need some hard truths about, about taking real climate action. 
and we don't really have that much time. So that is obviously one of my huge motivations, being a, a young farmer and environmentalist, I suppose. I, I grew up on a farm and engage with the farming community quite a lot. That's something, this is the perfect example of what politicians won't address. So as a nation, we can't talk about climate action without talking about agriculture because it is our single largest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions but it's never on the discussion table we talk about transport I'm not saying that that's not important too mm-hmm. but in order to actually deal with this problem we have to talk about everything and this perception that that will lose you farming votes really frustrates me because I'm a farmer and like I say I know lots of farmers it like it's not that we don't get it <laughs> um, of course we understand that we need to take climate action and that agriculture is a part of that what we need is support to do it. The moment our policy is made to make us farm in a way that damages the landscapes the future of the industry depends on. So we have no choice. We're backed into a corner and now we're being blamed for climate change. Farmers are being pitted against environmentalists. That has to end. And I think we need to, to change the discussion. There has to be different people having the discussion sooner rather than later because it's not fair on young farmers and it's not fair on the next generation in general. In addition to that, <laughs> there's so many reasons, I suppose. I could go on all day, but we touched on, on healthcare there. That comes up so much on the doors. It affects absolutely everybody. This two-tiered health system we have is not fit for purpose. No child should be more or less entitled to healthcare than another. It's outrageous situation with trolleys at the moment, in Cork especially. I mean, all of the waiting lists are worse outside of Dublin. Then the news about the possibility of Bantry Hospital being downgraded in the near future. Staunch Care is all about providing healthcare services locally, preventing the need for that. And it needs to be implemented. Like I said, it has cross-party support. It's down to mismanagement that it hasn't been implemented. They always found the children's hospital. Um, In addition to that, the housing crisis. It's all over the news this week. It's gone beyond heartbreaking. It's gone beyond an outrage. And I think every single Irish person is absolutely devastated and ashamed that this is the country we live in now. We know we can't rely rely on the private market to solve this problem but our government continues to do it. And I know that most people in Ireland are not okay with that. They really aren't. The only thing is, is that we need to, like we've done on social issues in this country, vote for the change we want to see. People have done that. We know we have a more progressive voice here. We just need to bring that into our general elections too, because there is still a kind of parish pump style politics where we vote for the person that we know. And I completely understand that. <laughs> I think more than most people at the moment understand what it's like to really like someone whose politics you don't agree with. We can't keep with that style of electing people that we like. We have to vote for policy that we want to see implemented. We have to vote for the changes we want to see. Otherwise, we're not allowed to complain about it. If you vote for Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael, you're voting confidence in the homelessness crisis, the healthcare crisis, the environmental crisis... We have to, have to, have to change the way we're voting. In the local elections, we were completely written off. Everyone said we had no hope. We were laughed at. In this campaign, similarly, we're slightly written off, um, particularly when the, the election was first called. Um, the odds were 20 to 1. They're mm-hmm. now down to 4 to 1. So things are changing quickly. But we know we can do it again. We were written off the last time. People try and say the same this time. But there is... I know this now from all the doors we've been knocking. There's enough people in Cork South West that would like a change, that would like a more progressive representative, and perhaps they just haven't had the option until now. 
and, and just to clarify to our listeners that if they're hearing noises, it's probably hey, hey, your dog or Blaze, your cat. Uh, just to put that out there. <laughs> the girls. So how's the campaign going? How is the reception at the doors? Tell me the story. God, it is so nice in a way to be back in campaign mode. The support is so encouraging and so amazing. Um, we're so, so grateful. The Office of Help are flooding in. People are all about putting posters up and... It's amazing. It's a it's a really heartwarming experience and it really gives me hope. So when you look at the last general election in Cork Southwest, and this is a huge area, we're talking about from the Bera, past Bandon up to Riverstick, it's massive. I have no doubt that in that area of the 43,000 people, for example, who voted in the last general election, there is enough people here who would like a more progressive voice, who would like more action on climate, healthcare, housing, all of those things. It's just really difficult to reach them in three weeks, which is probably no coincidence. Snap elections favour incumbents, keeps, you know, more of the same old, same old. It's amazing to see all of these volunteers coming out and canvassing with us. But it's so hard when it's absolutely freezing and it's dark so early. So it really, an election like this really prohibits candidates like me making big progress. But it's absolutely not going to stop us. Um, the donations are flying in, the volunteers are flying in. We've opened a campaign office in Skull on the main street, which is next to the post office there. We're giving out badges, we're giving out leaflets. Everybody's spreading the word because what we can't do is be a big party machine at this point. You know, it's grassroots campaign. We're new, we're young, but we're ambitious and we're very motivated. So we can't create a common, I suppose, in every area and we can't have canvassers for every box in the constituency. But we have word of mouth. So, like I say, I know those people are out there. I know there's enough of us to elect a more progressive representative in Cork Southwest. We just have to reach them. We can't do it the parish pump style, so we're asking people to do it word of mouth. Every time people come into the office, every time people ring an office sports and best, we say, please tell 10 like-minded people to vote for change. Tell them that we exist. Tell them to vote Holly number one. And we truly believe that we have a chance that way. Word of mouth has gone a lot further than that. And the people of West Cork deserve better. We deserve more progressive politics down here. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, like you, you have a donation page and people could also help spread the word. Like, you know, this is the perfect way to do it. Share a link with this podcast so that they can listen to you and your ideas and what you have already done. So is there any other way that people can help and support you and, and help drive change and have a, an amazing progressive representative for Cork Southwest? Yeah, you hit the nail there on the head with most of it. But of course, there's also leafleting. Some people don't feel comfortable knocking on doors. If you live in an area that you feel you could cover in terms of putting leaflets in doors, it makes a huge difference. We talk about every vote counting and how we were down by one, we were up by one, we got in. Every leaflet dropped counts. Every euro donated counts. Every door knocked on counts. Every badge worn counts. There's so much people can do. If they want to get involved in the campaign, they can call into our office in Skull. We have people in there, women in the office every day. They can get in touch via Facebook, Instagram or Twitter and we need all the support and help we can get and it's actually really fun. Canvassing, leafleting, all of it is is really enjoyable and it's going to be such a short campaign. We need as much help as we can get. Please get in touch if you'd like to get involved. Brilliant. Thank you so much and thank you for running. Thank you. Please follow me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Safety Net by Riot, taken from the YouTube Audio Library.